little sister, what have you done? A little sister, who's the only one? A little sister, who's your superman? A little sister, who's the one you want? A little sister, shotgun! It's a nasty thing. Once again, yeah. a bit of dodgy wordplay there, if I do say so myself. Akin to Chelsea Handler's Uganda Be Kidding Me tour a couple of years back. Yeah, it's a strain. It is a strain. I'm not going to lie to you, Duke. It's a stretch. I a like that Chelsea. Stretch. I like that Chelsea Handler show. That, that, that was good. That was excellent. Very, very, very good. The she first and only time that uh, I've seen her live, and that was here in London's West End. I liked her multimedia. Yes, very good. Yes, it was very good. And she was supported by the wonderful Canadian comedian based in UK, Catherine Ryan, who we are also fans of here at the Dookie Radio Show. She was an unknown at that time. Yes. And now her career has gone stratospheric. Yes, stellar. Stellar. Yes. Dookie, it's been way too long. It has been a while. Why has it been too long, Dookie? We've been around the UK and everywhere. I've been spending... Every waking hour in many a different studio with many kinds of different musicians. And it has been too long. You've been learning lots of songs. I've been learning lots of tracks, lots of songs, many a ditty I've been learning. For your karaoke. Yes, I've been involved with a new project called Democratic Punk Rock Karaoke, or karaoke. Which, yes, that there is a, a North Korean reference there with the... Uh, abbreviation of said name and basically ah, we're a... i just got that oh right uh, we have a lot of korean fans <laughs> ah, is what yes. I can say. and uh and, and trump doesn't seem to like us very much that can only be a good thing though but basically the shorthand of it all is we are a backing band doing songs from the punk new wave indie and brit pop uh areas of music fields of music genres of music and well, and random people will come up and sing those songs. Dookie was we a good We play, sign. they sing. Yes. It was a good time. Yeah, we I'm, did our I'm second, not gonna lie. second outing uh, at the weekend. And 
Marsha and Sylvia, you both came along. It was very nice. Thank you for your support. Dookie, I haven't been in a bowling alley in this country ever. Yes, the performance took place at Bloomsbury Bowling Lanes in uh, the heart of the West End. It, it was very posh. Very nice, yes. Because I've spent a lot of time in bowling alleys. Were you a professional bowler? No, I used to date a professional bowler. Oh, what was his name? It had to have one syllable. Yes, it did have one syllable. Right. Thank you very much. Can I guess? You could guess. Bob. It wasn't Bob. Tom. Bob was my dad's name. Oh, right. No, it wasn't Tom. Right. Mitch. Dookie, it wasn't Mitch. I'm exasperated. John. No, but that's a good guess. You're close. You're like one consonant off. Done. Oh my God, Dookie, you're like one consonant off. It's it was Ron. <laughs> Brilliant. Is there something about having skill in the you know bowling arena and you know reducing your first name to one syllable? It must be. I'm trying to think of like okay. So one of the guys he used to go bowling with was called Zane. Zane. <laughs> oh, and, and yes, there was another guy on his team called Bob. Right. Now that I remember it. So it's Bob and Zane and Ron. Do they add nicknames, like multi-syllable nicknames to make up for it? I'm just thinking, I know in boxing this kind of thing exists, but in the bowling world, of which I'm not an expert, and if you're listening to this and you're into it, I apologise for my ignorance on this front. But is it a bit like, and, you know, in lane seven, it's Ron Boom Boom Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of suggested that to him. I don't, uh, yes, maybe. I don't think he, I don't think they did that kind of thing. I think they took it really seriously. Well, I know they took it really seriously because I was there. It is a competitive sport after all. It was very competitive. And, you know, I only really went for the, I used to, because I wasn't a rock wife. I was a bowling wife at the time. Hmm. And, well, so instead of musical gear, it was just loads and loads of different balls and yes, you had ointments. To, you had to watch while he polished his balls. And, you know, oh, let's get that right, euphemism right. in there. And and also, dare I say, when you're a, a professional bowler, do you have your own shoes or do you still? Oh you know, gosh, hire? yes, right. Dookie, the Paris the thaw. Of course, right. you have your own shoes. Right. Yeah, so his bedroom, he had a lot of balls in his bedroom. Right. So because you use different balls for different times. Right. You know, like golfing, you use different clubs. So I plan on, you you know, winning this one with many a strike. I'm going to use the yes. the, the marble blue the, special. Yes, the marble blue special. Yes. So as you can Is imagine. Is that convincing bowling terminology? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Right. I mean, I didn't really get too involved. I used to, I used to like to go for the food. Right. Um, because at the time, I wasn't... Um, Veggies. So, the, you know, the options were limitless. Mm. So I used to like to go, like, I would, it would be like under the pretense of supporting him. But really, I just wanted chili cheese fries. Right. And a hot dog. The experience at the weekend was not my first time performing at a bowling alley. I, I have done it once before. Have you do? I was touring the Americas and we were playing in New Jersey. Yes. At uh, Asbury Park and played ah, yes. a venue called Asbury Lanes, which is a late 50s or early 1960s bowling alley. Right. And you actually performed, or we actually performed, on the the, the lanes themselves. Oh, they cordoned off 
Did you have to wear special shoes? Three. Uh, no. Because they don't like having their floor scuffed. Oh, no, they covered it. There was like oh, a, okay. There was like, you know, follow the red carpet. I gotcha. And so we performed on the lanes, and then on uh, either side of the stage, people were doing their business and trying to get strikes in. And... You must have to have incredible powers of concentration as a musician mm. to do that. What, to what, be to, performing like, play and then when, look at... Yeah, because bowling's noisy. Yeah, but so's, so's a power trio. So is rock and roll. Yes. I and, gotcha. And then when we arrived at the venue, um, the manager for the, for the evening... Um, just said, oh, you, you might want to, you know, hold off on, you know, loading your gear in. They're doing a, a photo session in there. And then we arrived and saw a woman, legs akimbo, uh, lingerie galore Ew. on top of the the, the counter uh, where food is normally served. Where food is served? Yes. Dookie, I'm speechless. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of speechless. And, and she looked as though she would be from a specialist kind of area she was highly tattooed um looked a bit psychobilly in terms uh, okay, of okay yeah i was gonna look. say what's sexy about a bowling alley but mm. yeah i guess if you're in that world she was rocking a scantily clad psychobilly uh, aesthetic and her being in a 1950s 1960s american diner uh, be a bowling alley diner uh, yes, I backdrop. You know, it worked I well. That. I don't get the legs akimbo on the counter. It, I'm genuinely not exaggerating. You know that I want to be putting my vagina down on a bowling counter because hmm. you know there's a lot of skews that are passing over that. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. You know, I'm sounding like a real germaphobe, which I'm not. It, it wasn't the counter where the shoes are served. It oh, was the it's counter where, with oh, the food. Oh yeah, you said it was mm. food. Yeah. You know, I think I'd want to be keeping my, my vagina clear mm. of other people's food. I mean, as for my own todger, meat and two veg, if you will, yes. I'd happily place them on any counter. But there's a, a, a an interesting okay. twist to this tale. Um, we were provided with, uh, you know, free food that evening as part of our fee for performing at the Lanes in Asbury Park. Did you have chili cheese fries? I don't think so. Okay. I didn't realise oh, how same. wonderful they you were. You must have had a hot dog. Um, I had something different from the, from the rest of the lads, and the reason why I remember that is I got the worst case of food poisoning I have ever oh, had. Dookie. I had five days of producing the kind of output that uh, could easily make its way through the eye of a needle. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm trusting the food at the bowling alley. I mean, maybe it had something to do with the psychobilly girl's vagina having been on the counter oh, earlier. Oh, Maybe mm. she had something in her vagina. Quite well, possibly. Well, let's hope that she didn't catch anything in her vagina from your hot dog. Oh, uh, it was different order. She, oh, the photo okay. session took place. Then later on that evening, I presume some kind of cleaning took place. Both so. of her vagina and the counter. I had some food and honestly... Four, five days, I was, we oh, we had to perform in New York for a, a, a show that went out on the Fox network, and I was nearing collapse, and uh, I remember the, the, when we were interviewed, <laughs> our drummer made reference to it. Tell us, tell us the name of your band, your names, and where you're from, and uh, 
wonderful drummer, dear friend of mine, well, she is his name, just pointed to me and said, oh, he's got diarrhea. Oh, Dookie. Well, mm. let's be honest here. If you're on the Fox network, mm. you really do want to shit all over their set, though, don't you? True. The actual program that we were on, Fearless Music, it's uh, no longer with us, but it had been on the air in syndication across the Americas for, a, goodness, about maybe seven years or so was a very fine program made by really lovely lovely people jamie lamb love your work i hope they've gone on to another network yeah i don't know what's happened there well see that's the thing dookie when Mm. we went to your bowling alley gig it was just so interesting to me because the you know back me up martha and and dookie you you know this too that the the bowling alleys in the united states do not have a posh or fancy vibe to them. No. Which is, you know, they're very beauty. Mm. That You know, like the Big Lebowski, such was the theme the other night. Yes. Your bowling alley gig. Um, you know, it's got that kind of, you know, just basic, right? right? Yes. You know, cool, but basic. Utilitarian. Yeah. You're here to you're roll here to some bowl. bowls. Yeah. Whereas the bowling alley here is the first one I've ever been to in England. Mm. You know, I was expecting... Because sometimes American things don't always translate in this country. Just like, you know, English things won't translate necessarily in the United States. Mm. So, you know, people just kind of don't translate it very well. And I was kind of thinking it won't translate. But actually, wow, how posh was it? Rather than being a naff interpretation yeah, of all things American, yeah, no. it, it was it's one possibly of the, best, the best bowling alleys yeah, it's ever. Like, it's not just the best bowling. It's like the best business I've ever seen run in the UK. Because you know, you know, how I feel about like how businesses are run, like customer service and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, This one was really, really well run. It was really good. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, if you're in London and, you know, go to Bloomsbury Lanes and go. Mm. Uh, Dookie, can you picture Sylvia sitting in a bowling alley with her professional bowler boyfriend? Can you picture that? Uh, No. Because I'm struggling. The only image that immediately comes to mind is uh, loud, one-syllable named people, you know, shouting at things like, Strike! Yes! And, I don't know, Sylvia may be reading The Bell Jar. Oh my God, Dookie, were you there? <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, you I mean... say that like you know. I mean, yeah, I was at university at the time. Right. So, and I just wanted to go, you know, I had to go and I had to support my boyfriend, mm. you know, the way you do. And I wanted some chili cheese fries. But I just found the whole thing really boring. Mm. So I would just bring my homework with me and I would sit there and study. And yes, I was getting heavily into Sylvia Plath at the time because that's what you do Mm. at university when you're a woman. The perfect accompaniment to a bowling alley experience. Yeah, so, and I didn't, yeah. And one of the girlfriends of the guys, I was friends with her. So, you know, we'd sit there and chitty chatty. But then, you know, being a bowling alley groupie Mm. was really not my scene. It wasn't my scene, Dookie. Did you partake in the sport yourself, and how were you? I I do know how to bowl. Mm. Yes, I did. He did teach me how to bowl, and he taught me. He taught me really well, so I think that I could. Yeah, after he taught me what to do, I got pretty good. So, you know, at least being a bowling alley groupie, at least you get that. Because if you're a rock and roll groupie, you don't necessarily get better at 
an instrument. Well, a certain well, kind well, of instrument. Well, it depends on the, what like, the instrument you're talking about. Yeah. Like if I was like your groupie, which I kind of am, you know, I, I don't necessarily well, know. podcast how, groupie. Well, no, you're, mm. you're like rock and roll groupie. Oh, right. I yeah, wouldn't that, necessarily know how to play the bass. But with a bowling alley groupie, you learn how to bowl really well. Mm. And you get chili cheese fries. That's a good combination. I mean, the catering in the music industry is uh, its a bit hit or miss, to be honest. Well, and it was definitely, uh, it was more shit and uh, and miss yeah, yeah, at the wow. experience at Asbury Lanes. Although I must say, Asbury Lanes, brilliant, brilliant venue. Uh, that, that was absolutely amazing. Thoroughly enjoyed the gig. And that was um, given the heritage treatment that had recently been done up and not just by the legs akimbo person. I'm speechless again, Dookie. I, mm. I just keep getting a visual. No, oh, uh, so am I. Yeah, I bet you are. Mm. I just get a visual on that food counter. I mean, that's not going to be good for anyone. No. No. But, yeah. And I remember later that evening, we were befriended by two chaps that run maybe they still are involved with it um high life magazine really mm. the smoking magazine yes okay one of them had a friend in the support band and let's just say that uh this support band lovely people they were were not only readers of the magazine but they were also shall we say aficionados of the <laughs> subject matter okay well mm. they must be super happy now that so many states have made it legal indeed yes things have changed in the the last nine years i got friends who want to rent an rv and like drive around the states and like it was you know the states where it's legal right and do like a tour Right. And I don't know. I, I'm kind of offering to drive, but I'm not quite sure how that would because, you know, I'm not I'm not really, y you know, I, I voted for it to be legal. So, you know, power to you. It just personally doesn't do a lot for me, you know, so I don't really like it. So I but, you know, it'd be fun. But but would it? Would it be fun? I mean, you got a bunch of people token in the back of your RV. Mm. I'm wondering whether that might not like just kind of be like you're kind of feeling like you're on your own i feel that the novelty would wear off quickly the conversation might hit a wall prematurely oh yeah that's that's a given and also there would be fairly swift and dare i say borderline aggressive requests to find the nearest fast food emporium yeah, see that doesn't bother me i mean bring me to an arby's mm, and so, i am there man. there is an issue having toured the americas with a band in a camper van a large rv if you will not all drive-through uh options are rv friendly and oh, sometimes okay, finding well. parking can be a bit of a challenge. Ah, right. Okay, well, that's a good tip. I don't know. Well, And then if you've got stoned people in the back of your vehicle who, you know, are aggressively wanting to have Listen, a burger. Listen, have you ever seen me drive by an Arby's? I get aggressive for a beef and cheddar. Right. I'm not lying. I'm gonna, I don't have to be stoned to get aggressive for a beef and cheddar and some fucking curly fries. See, I'm swearing now because that's how strongly I feel. Then how would you feel if you had fellow passengers who were equally as, um, shall we say, aggressive about their intention to have said Arby's uh, Listen, I'll be driving dish. that motherfucker right through the drive-thru whether mm. they can cope with it or not. Yeah. I mean, have you had a beef and cheddar in your life? 
Yes, I have. They're nice, aren't I mean, I know you nice. don't have them anymore, but let's mm. let's face it, you'd be tempted, wouldn't you? You'd be tempted. Mm. Yeah, it, Dookie, listen, you uh, could just say that they're vegan. Yeah, there's a there's a special vegan version. If you're vegan that, that, and listening to this, yes. please don't send me death threats. I'm just saying, you know, it's a joke. Um, but yeah, I used to like a beef and cheddar. Mm. I mean, they are nice. They are very nice. Maybe the three of us should go, but that would be kind of, you know, defeat the purpose a little bit because the three of us aren't really into that. Uh, no. Nah, more in my into my uplifts. Like, I'm sitting here with a large black Americana. I got an extra shot in it because mm. I was having a little trouble with the waking. So, right. you know. Well, well, later on, you're going to have a problem with the sleeping. I think I might have a problem with the pooping. Well, <laughs> well so, so did I after yeah. I had that uh, meal at Yeah, no, I, only because it makes you, you know, it kind of gets things moving. Oh, I, I right. Didn't, I didn't know that ladies did that. Yeah, no, this lady does, believe me. Dookie. Uh, yes. What else are we talking about? I recently went to a wedding in which there... Dookie? Yes. The build-up to this has had me and Martha on, on the edge of our seats. Really? Because you keep saying that it's with a difference. Yes. So we've been at home trying to think about what this difference is. Like, was it a nudie wedding? No. It wasn't a nudie wedding. No. Okay, no. so and, and, uh, I lost that bet. And before we go into gender participants in said ceremony, it doesn't involve anything. Oh, God, anything, I didn't think about that. That'd be boring. Anything um, uh, on that front of, of interest. Was it a hand fast ceremony? No. What is that? I have a friend who, when she got married, she didn't have so much of a wedding as a hand fast Right. It's kind of like a pagan thing. Right. Where you, you're out, I think they did it like out in the woods somewhere. <laughs> it sounds like my teenage years. Anyway, That's please. That's funny. Okay, so it wasn't a hand fast. It wasn't like naked. Okay, me and Silva both lost our bets there. No. It. The fact that you go all giggly every time this comes <laughs> up is, is really quite disconcerting. Um, I'm going to use a little bit of wordplay here to give you a hint and you may be able to work it out from that i doubt it but hit us <laughs> thanks ye have little faith this wedding had a furor problems it had a furor problem yes as in the furor okay it's another stretch dookie i'm not gonna lie to you right it it had a if you're it had something to do with Hitler. Yes. You went to a Hitler wedding. Indirectly, yes. You were at a Hitler. Were you playing at this wedding? No. You were playing. I I as a rule do not play weddings. Oh, no. you were you were there as a guest. I was there as a guest. And you went to a Hitler wedding. Well, no. It, were it's, they it's, Nazis? You went to a Nazi wedding. In, were they white supremacists? In, which is a word that's good for. It's a terrible word. This but wedding I like took. Yeah, this wedding took place word. in the in the UK. There's, while some of the groom's family might be a little bit right wing, I wouldn't say that they are BNP, you know, British National Party supporters. Um, but some of their relations most definitely um, were 
all white, if you know what I mean. And um, were they wearing like armbands or something? No, it was far more subtle than that. Oh, I should hope so. And you know, the, the the wedding itself was you know a a normal British wedding. Who did you know at this? Why were you a guest at this wedding? I am friends with the brother of the bride. Oh, okay. So you want to maintain their anonymity, don't you? Absolutely. So let's should we Certainly. call them names? Uh, yes. Let's give them names. Uh, let's see. Let's let's be cool about it. Absolutely. Okay, so let's say the bride's name is Kim. Kim. Okay. And your friend's name is Kanye. Kanye, right. Okay. So you're friends with Kanye. Yes. You're very good friends with Kanye. Uh, certainly. This this particular friend is a long-standing, very dear friend. Hence why the anonymity is very important. And it's his sister's wedding. Correct. His sister, Kim. Yes. And do you know the sister? I have met her many times over the years. Yes. I, I do know her. Oh. I'm not f- friends with her as such. Oh, you look like maybe there's a history there. Oh, there's a bit of history. Not, we never dated. My word, no. Oh, you don't like her. She's a dynamic character and I... She's a dynamic character, Dookie. What is that? I mean, how diplomatic is that? She is... You don't like her. Very strong of personality. Yeah, arguably you could say that about me, but, you know, that doesn't mean I'm a dick. Is she a dick? She resides on a different plateau to myself. (laughs) Wow, I don't even know. That doesn't even mean anything. You should become a politician. I have a Moxie Moxington from a a Dookie Radio show podcast from a couple of years ago now. Dookie. It was a summer show if memory serves all, all you have to do on this show mm. is say the name moxie moxington mm. and we all go a bit gooey now because we're all in love moxie moxington also known as ms moxie ms moxie. who's a dear 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 friend as well as a singer songwriter who i used to collaborate musically with i have worked with her i've performed she's with her very talented. she's really, really lovely and was she at this wedding she was not but, oh, okay but she has a very quotable quote uh, about the sister. About Kim. Yeah, about okay. Kanye's sister. Okay, yeah, which was... Now, she never met her, didn't really know about her existence, but Kim is involved in the fashion industry. Right. And has many uh, YouTube clip and... All right. Uh, you know, wherever you can find videos, Kimberly has done them. And... Uh, in which she really celebrates her yummy mummy life. I gotcha. And I showed some footage of of one of her clips because Moxie likes Kanye very 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 much. They oh, get okay. on they like know a house on fire. Oh, okay, I got you. And um, and then you know when I went to the wedding, uh, you know Moxie inquired, you know about oh I didn't realize that, you know Kanye has a sister. Right. And I I sent her a clip to one of the videos, one of the Yummy Mummy lifestyle clips. And Kim's very much into celebrating her her Yummy Mumminess, her posh 
London house-ness. Oh, I see. She's, she's materialistic. Absolutely, yes. Oh, I gotcha. and, and very much conveying the, you know, the perfect family unit. I gotcha. While showcasing clothing accessories that are, shall we say, premium and uh, very, very... Like expensive. Yes. Okay. And I sent her a clip of one of these um, videos. Yes. And uh, Moxie's reaction was, No way! Get out! She is not! Meaning she's not... Um, Kanye's sister. I uh, see. She didn't believe it. Okay. And then added, she's horrible. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. Moxie had a, a very strong reaction. I realised that sounded a bit like uh, Jeff from Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, it does, Jakey. Yeah, yeah. It does. But, 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 you know, it's also not a bad Ms. Moxie impression. Yeah, it's in that family. So, okay, so... She's a dynamic character. Well, uh, Kim is. And she's getting married to... Uh, let's just call him Herman. He, oh, okay. Uh, his name's Herman. Yes. And what does he do? Herman is in the legal profession. Okay. So, and... But is... Uh, how can I summarize Herman? Harry Enfield's Tim Nice But Dim character. Yeah, I don't know that. He's a, a I know it. he's a posh person. Yes. And I do on know. the surface is, you know, seems very, you know, hello. He, you know, he, I'm quite quite well educated, then, you know. He is what it says in the title. He's not the sharpest tool yeah, in like the Nazi not, shed. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, like he's a nice guy, right? I mm. mean, I don't really know it that well, but he's a nice guy, but if not very bright. Indeed. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, Tim, nice, but dim. Yes, dim yeah. meaning kind of stupid. Yeah, he Okay. He gives the impression of, I mean, he, I don't know his, uh, Herman's age. Herman would be uh, late 20s, early 30s. Okay. The difficulty in placing his age is because he, <laughs> he has the demeanor of a 13 year old trying to you know pretend to be an adult oh god okay and he's a lawyer yes okay and he's a nazi well this is we'll come to that shortly okay now herman's father is you know very british very uh hello oh like you and his mum's side of the family has teutonic roots and it uh transpired that uh, Herman's mum's parents um, they they're able to speak German and Spanish fluently now uh, is that, Sylvia uh, Marshall uh, is that a thing yeah what would that oh I understand what that mm. is I understand what that is so some of the so from how I understand it, a lot of the Nazis fled Germany and went to Argentina. Bingo. Is that right? Correct. Because they got diplomatic immunity. They got some kind of immunity or something, mm. right? Yeah, and and to cut a long story short. Ah, gotcha. You know, they they you know the the Nazis who moved there, and you'll soon discover Nazi is genuinely not an exaggeration here. But put a. You know, Put a pin on that particular little tidbit so, of information. We'll return to it. You're German and mm. you speak German and fluent Spanish. That's going to send up 
a few question marks over your head, Correct. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm kind of stupid with this history stuff, so I, I gotcha. I'm not very good with this stuff either, but I did. Yes. I did know mm-hmm. that if you're German and you speak Spanish, that that might be something that just... And of a, of a certain generation. And of a certain generation, oh, certainly. obviously. Listen, if you're German and you can speak Spanish due to visiting Spain or travelling through South America of regularly, it's brilliant. It's only if you were born in like 1900 or something like that. If you were around in Germany from 1933 to 1945, and then your family, for various reasons, emigrate to Argentina, it wouldn't just specifically be to, you know, establish a a new vineyard to carry on the amazing German tradition of wines. In, it's not in the wonderful climate. We went on holiday and we Argentina. loved it so much that we stayed. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, so yes. let's go back. Herman. Herman's the groom. Herman the groom's his grandparents. Yes. It transpires. Yes. Are German and they speak fluent Spanish. And German. And they're 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 in their late eighties. Yeah, oh, possibly uh, older. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they whether or not they're still even with us is oh, a mystery. Oh, they weren't at the wedding. Uh, well, they kind of were. Okay. They kind of were. Okay, so they weren't there in body, but they were there in photograph. Okay, they had pictures Form. of their their like ancestors round on top of the piano. Right. And notice the way I just said piano, because it, it features later on in this program. Okay, that's weird. In a new segment called Oh, yeah, Stretch I know. Okay, Run. yeah, I know, I know. On top of the piano, they, the groom and the bride's families had photos of weddings, you know, from relations spanning generations. Gotcha. And there were some lovely, lovely photos on display i i hope so for many a couple the happiest day of their lives i very much hope so a lot of women wearing white yes you would think so. a lot of men wearing black and looking dapper yes but one photo stood out from the rest oh god really okay so i take it this is herman's grandparents yes okay yeah mum's side yeah he was wearing an SS uniform. No way. The full kit. No, see, I sound like Moxie now. No way. Yes. Dookie, they had photographs of Nazis at their wedding. Yes. They were wearing like the armbands. Uh, it was the whole, the whole kit. They were wearing swastikas. Yes. And the the SS logo. Okay, I think we just need to unpick this a little bit, right? Next to lovely photos of, you know, oh, you know, there's, you know, Emily and Jonathan's wedding in Dorset in 1950. Let's unpack that. They look great. Okay, so you're... I haven't been married, so I don't know what it's like, but I I assume that there has to come a point... Where the bride and the groom and maybe somebody's mom, right? Probably the bride's mom, mm. right? And maybe the groom's mom. Mm. Probably. Not sexist stereotyping, but probably the moms. Are, are sitting down, thinking, going through some pictures. And somebody has said, wouldn't it be nice at the... Was it reception, right? Yes. Wouldn't it be nice at the reception... To have pictures of Auntie Marie and Uncle Bob. 
around. Is that Bob the Bowler? Yeah, ma- yeah, right. maybe. Uh, around at the reception, wouldn't that be nice? And somebody mm. else has to go, yeah, that's a good idea. So then, they, right, they have mm. to sit around a table and they have to get out all the family picks. Yes. And then, okay, so they're going, oh, there's Marie and Bob. There's, you know, there's Oh, Eunice she was so beautiful. And, yeah. Oh, what a dashing lad. Yeah, Looked yeah. like a young, you know, Robert Mitchum. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, you know, like the bride's mom gets a little tear in her eye over great auntie Agnes. Oh, it's a shame what happened to Agnes. Yeah, like, you know, and then there was Uncle Hoodley Fluden, who is, you know, from Sweden, and isn't it a shame what happened to him? Mm. That terrible yodeling accident that he had. Oh, look at Duncan. Did you know he got a gold medal in the Blah Blah Olympics? And that was the first yeah. time that, you know, Team GB got a gold medal in that particular sport. He was a hero. A yodeling accident? Maybe. Yeah, he could, he ruptured his pancreas. Mm. Okay. I'm just making that clear. So, so the, the, yes. Wait, he's Swedish and engaged in yodeling. Yeah, I don't really know how that okay. all. It's two countries that start with SW. Yeah, you, you know where Sylv and I sit on the knowledge o meter of geography? Mm. We sit down real low. That's so very I mean, You can be Swedish and a Swiss file and therefore into yodeling. It's not an impossibility. So... I'm there. I'm around this table. Yes. With all of these pictures. Correct. And then mm. the picture of Adolf and Eva comes out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. So, and somebody had to look at that, right? So, presumably the groom's mom yeah. had this in her hand and said, oh, look. There's my grandparents, Adolf and Eva, and don't they look dapper in their uniforms? This'll be great at the reception. Mm. Let's stick a frame around that bad boy and put it on the piano. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And and none of the other people sitting around this table mm. said, no, what, now let's think about this particular photograph. Somebody had to... They just let that pass. I mean, there's no denying the fact that the SS uniform is a mighty, smart, well-designed piece of tailoring. But well, yes. it does have some associations. Now, I it's oh, really it's got important. It's really important. I'm. I need to preface, uh, you know, the conversation that we're about to have with. Uh, listen. I I have toured Germany. I have many German friends. I've had a fantastic time on tour there. My Volvo has been up and down the Autobahn. And I was saying to Kanye, you know, on a personal level, you know, I could be playing in, you know, Munich. I could be performing in Frankfurt. I could be doing a gig in Berlin, having a chat with, you know, Michael, the sound guy, who's fab, loves loves his post-punk music we could have a wonderful chat about gang of four you love the mustard museum there oh yes in cologne is that in germany yes because it sounds so french (laughs) (laughs) it is a border it is a border city yeah the mustard museum anyway i could be having a chat with uh, you know some German musicians, and now I know that they know that i know that in the family there are some uniforms 
right? War is hell. <laughs> there War are is uniforms. a bad thing. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've got Girl Scout uniforms in my in my history, but I, I think you mean a specific. Dookie, really, please go into politics. Seriously. Uh, uh, yeah. That is the most diplomatic way of saying there's Nazis in your family. Yes. And I, and to, you know, to be fair, you know, even the access of evil requires administrators and somebody to pick up the phone. War is hell. And, the you know, a lot of people who might not have actually subscribed to the whole ideology. Right. You know, so... You know, and that's in the past. It's a whole new generation. Goring's secretary has just written her memoirs. Hmm. It's such a good-looking man. Well, there. I from I haven't read it, so I can't really say. From the reviews, it sounds like there's a bit of that. Hmm. And there's a bit. There's an awful lot, apparently, of I had no idea what was going on. Hmm. So take that for what you. Said. Well, absolutely. So you know, I'm being measured about it genuinely. It's just too. You know, war is hell. The war is over. Let's move on. However. War is hell. Yes. Right. Thank war you. is not very nice. Well, you know, the, the war, fact is. Uh-huh. What is it good for? Well, good banter on the Dookie Radio Show. <laughs> it's the fact that it's just a picture. Hmm. You know, you could we could sit here for a long time and talk about how Germans are wonderful. And, and of course, you know. Mm. Like anywhere else, there's wonderful Germans and there's Germans, even if you've got uniforms in your family, you know, it's, that's not your fault. You can't help it. There's somebody had to okay that picture. Yes. Now, on a personal level, had I been making the decision in terms of the photographs, celebrating weddings, you know, in the past. Yeah, you would have ixnayed that. I would have used the whole, it was wartime... You know, photos from that time aren't great, but here's a great photo of them as a couple in civilian gear. Yeah, yeah, find another picture, for God's sake. Or, you know, hey, we really wish, you know, they could be with us. And there were some people living in Germany who did have to wear the uniform because otherwise they would have been arrested. Oh, certainly. It's the, I realised that if it was a difficult time. One girly, mm. she was German, she wasn't Jewish, so she was made to join the Hitler Youth Movement. Mm. Otherwise, you'd be seen to be a dissident and they'd come, come right. for you. So wh- I love what she did because when they had to go away to, like, you know, these Hitler Youth places. Mm. I'm, you can see that I'm trying not to say the word camp because it's a different kind of camp. Hmm. So it was she had to go on the way these Hitler youth away kind of things where they had to stay overnight and stuff like that. And you had to have Hitler on your wall. You had to have a picture of Hitler on your wall. Hmm. So she hung it over her bed and somebody said to her, why do you have it there? And she said, it's the only place where I don't have to look at it. Well, it depends on what position you eventually uh, take. Uh, anyway, yes, I. So, so there, you know, I'm giving these people the benefit of the doubt. Oh, certainly, yes. It's there were still people... not a good look. Well, no, in 2018. I've been to some weird weddings in my time, man, but I, I have never. Yeah, I would have been in. Were you in hysterics, Dookie? You must have been in, like pissing yourself. I had to resist every urge. 
to have a photograph taken of myself. <laughs> I'll bet you did. The, I bet you harnessed every screen of willpower. Did so? How did it play out? Did I? You know what? I bet because I've seen you and Kanye together, mm. and how kind of giggly, like thirteen-year-old schoolboys mm. you become. Did he drag you over to this picture? Yes. Or did you both? Oh, somebody's mobile's going off. Uh, or or did you both happen upon it together? And then hilarity ensued. You might want to turn off yes. your phone. Weirdly and coincidentally, that is genuinely Kanye. Oh, is that Kanye yeah, messaging you? Yes. It's yeah. like he knows. He knows. He knows so, we're having so the Nazi chat. How did you happen upon this pic? I take it Kanye didn't know he was going to be there either. No, he, okay. he found out at the same time as I did. As you did. Yes. Okay, so how did you happen? He arrived at the reception a little bit before myself. And, you know... Because it's his sister. Yes. Yeah. And then he was looking out for me arriving to the uh, display area. And when I was... And he watched you. Yes. And... Uh, <laughs> He must have been crossing his legs, trying not to pee, laughing, waiting to see the expression on and your he's, face. And he's asked, because they're great photos, aren't they? <laughs> Is there anyone in particular that you <laughs> like wow. more than the others? Wow, dude. Wow. And, and did you kind of have to go looking for it? Or was it obvious? Oh, no, it, it was... Or did it stand out? So they stood <laughs> out in their Nazi uniforms. Oh, it stood out. So they... It was the only couple in which, well, they were Nazis. Because I wasn't sure, you know, sometimes you get family pics where there's a lot of people in the picture, right? Mm. Like, you know, it's a wedding from 1945, you know, mm. and, you know, you had everybody in the picture and you might have to go looking to find great uncle Adolf, right? Mm. But but these, what were they the only two people in the picture? Yes, yeah. This just featured the couple. Just the couple. Yeah. The photos in general were just of the couples. In their Nazi uniform. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, so was it their wedding picture? Yes. They got married in their Nazi uniforms, and this picture was at somebody's wedding. Yes. It gets worse. Yes. Wow. I just can't. So, mm. so Herman her, her the lawyer. Yes. Right? Because mm. you, let's just unravel just a little bit. So, a little while ago, you said that some people at this wedding might have been a little on the right. Yes, but by being is, on the right, they were, you know, Tories and What newspaper friends. does he read, do you think? This would be very much a, a daily telegraph. He's a telegraph reader. Yes. See, the thing that fascinates me about when I came to this country was that newspapers are so affiliated with different political... So, so you can tell where people's political alliances are just by the newspaper they read. I guess you can do that in any country, though, can't you? Yes, it's probably more defined okay. here. Although I feel that's been diluted quite a bit well, in terms you... of recent politics anyway, yeah. I do like Catlin Moran, who writes for The Times. Yeah, that's... It's always going to be, you know, I, I... And I read Giles Corrin just to get... I like get... Wagner's music, so... Okay, yes. Know. I do read Giles Corrin just to get myself into a blind rage. Mm. And they both write for The Times. I once... Did I tell you I once worked for um, a Jewish concern? And they right. told me that I could, under no circumstances, mention Wagner. 
Right. And I was thinking, wing. I'm doing employability skills. So I'm talking to these women, these Orthodox Jewish women, mm. about interview skills and like CVs or resumes and things like that. I can't imagine where Wagner would come into that. I can't imagine in a million years. A bit, like, right. oh, you've got Valkyrie on your CV. About, just trying to, that's a challenge to bring in the conversation. I know how you can make it work. Yes. Finding a job, you know, it feels like you're at war. And just the other night, I was watching Apocalypse Now. Oh. And, you know, got, you know, love the smell of Agent Orange in the morning. Right. And, uh, and uh, you know, that song, that, that, the music from that film oh, is incredible. Yeah. What well, isn't, um, uh, Wagner, uh, <laughs> Flight of the What? Oh, wow, that yeah. dookie, that would have been, I see, I don't even know. So when they told me, under no circumstances, will you mention Wagner, I was like, I wouldn't mention Wagner ever in my normal everyday chat. I can't imagine. But, you know, once somebody plants that idea in your head, then I went along to work with these lovely women. And mm. I was like, don't say Wagner, don't say Wagner, don't say Wagner. So that's all I could think about. You know, back in the day, I was a huge fan of uh, Heart to Heart. And that's Stephanie Powell. She was great, as well as uh, Robert uh, w- w- <laughs> well, Wagner. What, yeah, that's what it started being like. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, it's just so we were talking about Herman Herman and you think that he would so people need to know who uh, don't live in the UK like if you read the telegraph that means you're very very conservative yes very conservative it doesn't necessarily mean that you want to put those non-white people you know in a boat it just means it's a very it's a very conservative newspaper yes and the times is quite conservative but but they do have a lot of people writing for them who aren't very conservative mm. at all like Catlin Moran she's mm. like practically a hippie and then you have what like the Guardian yes and that's quite lefty yeah lefty. that's super lefty yeah I think uh, not super I mean obviously yes, socialist I, worker I've then, got you know, some you're... friends on Facebook who think that the Guardian is practically you know like a conservative Tory Republican newspaper yeah indeed and I mean, I'm like well you're reading the Daily Worker yes so yeah it's all relative uh, absolutely so Herman yes Yavol. do you think he's a Nazi dookie no I don't think he's a, a Nazi but let's just say they could have chosen a different photo of Grandpa Adolf and Grandmom, you know, Eva. Well, that assumes that they have other pictures. Because, you know, back then, you know, they they weren't of a generation like we are now, where you have a million pictures of yourself and e- your family. Well, you know, back then... You know, you might have just a few photos. I mean, this particular person uh, was a, a fairly senior ranking. Senior ranking. Yes. Wow. Officer. It gets worse. And usually with senior ranking officers, because they represented the ultimate in Aryan power and prospects, other photos would have been taken. Okay. All right. For instance, it would be a celebration of, of health and vitality. So there'd be photos of them at sporting events and oh, things, couples. Good grief. Th- to inspire other people yeah. you know, to keep the whole, you know, kind of Aryan bloodline pure and thriving. So did you go to the ceremony or just the reception? 
Oh, I went to to both. Okay. Yes. It, the the ceremony took place in English, incidentally. You know, and uh, it, yeah, it was, I figured. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, did they play Wagner at the ceremony? Uh, no, no. It was a very British I just, ceremony. I really want it to get like a whole lot worse. <laughs> so, but there was no other Nazi. You know, you didn't see people like giving the Heil Hitler. No. Okay. Uh, at least not at the ceremony I went to. Wow, that would have been something else. So your friend Kanye. Yes. What are his feelings? He agrees that it's a fine-looking uniform. I believe designed wow. by Hugo Boss. Okay. That's, yeah. All right. And. Wow. We had a conversation not dissimilar to what we've had here you know, subsequently. And you know, we both agree it was, uh, you know, maybe ill-advised to have that particular I think the, fly in the ointment is, of I loveliness. I think a beautiful phrase, is ill-advised. Mm. I keep reading about people from history, that people who I admire, and finding out that they were Nazis. Mm. And I don't like that. Did you know Coco Chanel was a Nazi? Yes, this is a recent finding. I didn't finding. know that. Mm-hmm. And then I was in the bookstore the other day, and I saw these books that are for young girls mm. to, to about all different. You can kind of get different books for different illustrious women from history to teach young girls about, you know, to give them role models for you know feminism and so. So like one of the books was about Rosa Parks. You know, because that's a good role model. And one of them was Coco Chanel. And I was thinking, I don't know that I'd want to buy that for my daughter now that I know that she's a Nazi. I mean, like a like a Nazi. Mm, mm, mm. Not like just read the telegraph, you know, and we're going to use some hyperbole. She was a Nazi. Dookie. Yes. And Marcia. I went to a funeral a couple of years ago of the sister of a good friend of mine. And sadly, I had only met her for the first time uh, about six months before she passed away. I met her at my friend's birthday party. And I spoke to her. We really bonded over dogs because she said that she loved her dog a little bit too much. Mm. And I love dogs a little bit too much. So we really bonded. She was absolutely lovely. And then uh, I heard that she passed away unexpectedly, which was really sad. So I went to the funeral and to support my friend and because I'd met her and, and so oh she's so lovely I wish she was my sister so I'm sitting there at the funeral and I'm looking around mm. and there is like a whole group of people like like 20 people and I noticed that they're they're wearing like these pins in their lapels right so I thought oh, okay that's strange like maybe it's some club that she belonged to or something and I looked a little closer, and they were the Union Jack. Oh, right. Ex-services main, maybe? Yeah, so I thought maybe, mm. oh, I, you know, I didn't really know much about patriotic. her. Patriotic. Yeah, so I thought maybe, you know, she's just a really patriotic mm. person, or maybe she was ex-military. My friend never mentioned that, but I thought, oh, okay. Mm. And then they brought out her coffin. Right. And it was draped mm-hmm. in the Union Jack, too. And I thought, well... Was she ex-military? Well, no. Mm. So then it kind of dawned on me. Mm. They were BNP people. Right. Right wing. And she was a BNP person. Right. And 
all of a sudden, I got really uncomfortable. Because, you know, it causes your brain to go all jingly jangly. Because I just remember sitting next to her and talking about dogs. And she was so lovely. Why are Nazis always dog lovers? Doesn't that bug you guys as like dog lovers? Doesn't that bug you? Whenever you get a Nazi, you always get a dog next to him. I love it Wagner's, does bother me. Love Wagner's music. <laughs> it does bother me. Doesn't that bother you, Dookie? <laughs> Especially having the bulldog always seems to coincide with like the BMP. I just think bulldogs are so gorgeous and lovely. Oh, the, and they the, shouldn't so be cute. As, no dog should be associated with. No. So. so Yes, this person who was so lovely, all of a sudden my brain, you know, like when you're shifting in a car Mm. and you accidentally like go from fifth to second Mm. and it causes the whole big (sighs) and you think that the gearbox is actually going to drop out onto the road. That's what happened to my brain. And then after the after the ceremony, we had to kind of go outside and mix and mingle because we were waiting to go on to the next part. And and I was waiting for my friend to come out so I could give him a hug and everything. And that was some awkward conversation. I presume all the attendees at the ceremony were of a certain color well see that's a good question because they weren't because my friend he's super liberal so you know it's so funny how siblings can end up so different Mm -hmm. he's super duper liberal so and he had lots of friends there and you know not all of them were white and there was also a lot of gay people there because he's gay and I don't know how the BMP people feel well, about gay people. I mean, if you're white, British, and gay, I suppose you're okay in terms of I the BMP. I don't think they are. Right. I don't think they are okay with the gay people. Mm. Because I remember reading about this guy not so long ago. He was a member of the BMP. And he had to remain firmly in the closet because he said, if I came out, you know, they would bash my head in. And right. he has since come out and since, you know, renounced those beliefs and stuff like that. So I don't... So it was quite an interesting mix. And, you know, just like, well, how do you even imagine that? Like... I guess it's like the Mitford family. You know, the Mitford, two of the Mitfords, like, were, like, Hitler groupies. Mm. And then, like, one of... Such beautiful blue eyes. Yes. And Mm. then, like, their other sister was, like, a proper communist. Like, full on, to the point where when she moved to the United States, uh, McCarthy started going after her because she was such a communist. You know, it's just, isn't it amazing how siblings can be so different? Oh, certainly. I mean... All joking aside, it's, uh, you know, you could have grandparents that had very, very different viewpoints to yourself. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't pass through your blood, does it? So I'm feeling kind of left out here because we got, you got, you went to a Nazi wedding and Sylv, you went to a Nazi funeral and, you know, what's next? You know, the Hitler birthday party. So how was the wedding otherwise? It's a little dull. Was it? Mm. But there's one thing that made it stand out. Oh, they stood out. Mm. Strange, strange, strange that rhyme. Ugh. So tricky, these words. 
as you can tell from that jingle, this is a new segment. Yes, this is about awkward rhymes in music. Not so much that the rhymes are dodgy, but where words are, shall we say, mispronounced in order to fit oh, the overall meter of the song. That's what Irene was getting all her knickers in a twist, she was did in you a people m- say? She was in a mood earlier on, oh, oh my word. well, what are you going to do? Yes. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good idea. There's a, so, so what do you got in mind? We are going to feature two songs in each installment of Stretch That Rhyme. Yeah. And the two tracks that we are going to be featuring in this inaugural installment of Stretch That Rhyme are from the 80s as well as the 90s and two very different tracks. What's the first one? The first one is the track which appeared to have upset Irene the most. Ah. It's from a Colchester-based band called Blur. Yes. Song two. She's got a point, though. What is that about? Well, indeed. And the line that we have in mind is the following one. I got my head checked by a jumbo jet. Yes. I have a question about this. Ask. Have you been to New Orleans? I have. Okay. Where are you going with this? Well. The food, there's a certain food stuff, one particular food stuff that is particularly local to New Orleans. Oh, gumbo. See how you just pronounce that? Gumbo. Now, you didn't pronounce it gumbo. Gumbo. Dookie, I got another question for you. Hit me. You know that Disney movie with the elephant? What, What is that called? Dumbo. Yeah, so it's not dumbo. No. Right? No. So I think I'm with you know Irene. What what is that? What is it? You know what? It's a it's a stretch. Mm. Dookie, I've got another slight problem with that song. Yes. If a jumbo jet mm. is that close to your head, mm. you got problems. Well, you'd be violating. The rules and regulations that airports have. The health and safety people are going to be after that pilot's ass. You would be on the runway, presumably. Or your ass. Yeah, depending on whose fault it is. The landing strip. That is is a big problem. So, yes, jumbo. 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 Yes. Uh, Sorry, uh, uh, I would really like to have some gumbo. Some gumbo. Yes. Gumbo. Oh, love elephants. That Dumbo is something else. I took my kid for the first time to see Dumbo. Mm. Yeah, it's not good enough. What? What's the second one, Dookie? The next track is from the early 80s. Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Oh, God. And Ebony and Ivory. Oh, what's the, what's the stretch? Side by side on my piano. Keyboard. Oh, Lord, why don't we? Side by side on my piano, keyboard, oh, my oh piano. Lord, piano. I thought that piano had three syllables. Mm. Apparently it only has two. Precisely, yeah. Well, it I, does now. I find it a little bit more difficult to be partisan with this. Partisan? Is that the right word? Mm. Maybe not. Uh, partisan. Partisan. Mm. With this particular song because I hated it then. 
Mm. Were, didn't you say to me, Dookie, the other day, because this song came up, didn't you say to me they weren't even in the studio when they recorded it? No, song? they weren't in the same studio when they recorded it, and they were not even in the same studio when the promotional video was made. It was all done through the glories of green screen, blue screen, some kind of screen where you can wow. then uh, superimpose a backdrop. Is it because the one who didn't write the lyrics just was so offended they thought well i'll do it but i can't even look at you you know like when you get in a fight with a loved one mm. and you just go i can't even look at you right now so maybe well, one of them wouldn't be able to look oh that's true yeah. oh god sorry yeah well maybe it was more like i can't even be in the same room with you you disgust me with <laughs> the, your piano no i know that uh, stevie wonder is a you know a huge paul mccartney fan how, how can you not be yeah but who wrote the lyrics that's a good question how much of a collaborative effort it is i don't know it feels like it a maca composition McCartney to, me. to me i think it's a mccartney track that features stevie wonder there's a really strange scene in this music promo where maca points to stevie wonder in a way of urging him to then do the subsequent clapping part, as though Stevie is able to see the Liverpudlian-born musician giving direction in the first place. Oh, I never even thought about yeah. that. Okay, that's not good. Do you know the scene that I'm on about? Yeah, I can vaguely, yes. vaguely get it. I, I, I just hated it so much that if the video came on, I would just have to switch it off because the song is just... It's sickening to me. It sickens to me, Dookie. It is not uh, Macca's finest moment. It's not his finest hour. It's Ugh. just cloying, is yeah. the word. I hated it then, I hate it now. That's so bad, it makes me want to join the Nazi party. Um, in any case, I've got an idea. Yes. Um, I'm a bit hungry. Yeah. I fancy going to a piano bar, getting some gumbo, and they've got a television in this place, I'm going to ask if I can bring my Duvda and if they can play Dumbo. Let's hit it. It's time for Bean and Gone, a Coffee Emporium review segment. I had to frequent. So you've been to this place loads? No. Oh. So we haven't done this in a while, but, you know, we, it, it's, it's about... It's been years. It's about time I, we bring it back because, yeah. Been you know, and gone. Anyone who listens to this show regularly knows that I like my coffee. Yes. I got one in my hand right now. Yes, from Costa. From, from there are other big, yes, massive certainly. corporate coffee chains... Uh, and, and all the chains, you know, they got something wrong with them, right? And I'm not proud of supporting the big corporates. I just find the independents are always left wanting. Okay, so and, and, and I try to big them up when I find them and, and when I think that they're doing a good job. It's just hard to find... A place that does good coffee, that does big coffee, that does good service, and that has a comfortable atmosphere. Because mm. that's that's why I frequent this particular chain. Because it's big, the coffee, and it's a comfortable atmosphere so you can sit there for a while. 
And, you know, is the coffee the best? Probably not. But, you know, it, it, it serves a purpose. So that's why I'm trying to big up the independence, right? Because I to, to help assuage my guilt. So there's a new one. Maybe you've seen it around where we live, Dookie. In the heart of Whopping. In the heart of Whopping. We live by the river. We, yeah, oh. Never felt so alike, 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 alike coffee. I feel like I'm at the karaoke thing. Yeah, in a way, yes. Yeah, some of the singers did a good job. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so it's uh, it's called Urban Barristas. Right, so these it, are city-dwelling, yeah. bean-pushing mofos. It's next to Wapping Station. So it's not the place that's a, a, a window in the wall across from the station. It's next to the station. And I was kind of excited because I saw the whole thing being built. And, and I thought, you know, it's looking nice. So, is it going to be another estate agent? No, it is actually. Yeah, going, and it, and it's not, and it's not a real estate place. So, and around here, it's like, wow, you know, we all have to be grateful that it's just not oh, another real estate office. Uh, so it's called Urban Barristers. I've been there a couple of times because I think that's what good critics do. You know, you go, you go a couple of times, right? In order to gauge consistency. Yeah. I'm struggling. Right. So, like these places usually are, you know, with the it's kind of really hipster. And which means the seating is wanting for it leaves my big butt wanting. So they've opted for seating which is aesthetically impressive but yeah. from a comfort level point of view. It's not so good. Yeah, it's kind of that minimalist look where you kind of it looks like a, a, a kind of warehouse, but but it's been done nicely. So I'm like, and, and it's you know it's a cozy place. So you know you're cheek by jowl with your fellow coffee drinkers, right? Mm. So I went in there and uh, there's two hipsters behind the counter. Bids. Yeah. And, which I don't have a problem with hipsters in and of them, you know, whatever. And one guy is just, he can't serve me right away because he's cracking his back. Mm. Right? And he's doing it a lot. And he really needs me to know that his back's hurting. Mm. So, okay. So, Charming. So, and, and, and to the point where he has to go into the other room that you can still see into just to crack his back. So then the other guy, uh, Mr. Hipster goes what do you want so i go you know and and there they call it a long black so i go can i get a long black mm. right sounds and, racist somehow or or celebratory you know <laughs> of i don't know what of coffee that's right. black okay i like it black mm. you know i don't want it i want it unsullied right. in other words by dairy or sugar so not that dairy and sugar is a bad thing. I'm just saying. That's, I don't want it in my coffee. Right. So he, he hits me up. And I ordered a pan of chocolate. Right. Right? Which is a chocolate croissant. Okay. Square shaped. Yes. Yeah. As a rule. And he, I go to pay for it. And I got my debit card. Hmm. Right. And he hands me. There are other forms of payment. There are other forms of payment. And, and, I get, and, and I've never seen anything like this machine before in my life. 
So already I'm feeling pretty old, okay, with these hipster guys and, you know. You're 29 years old yeah. and you're feeling ancient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm feeling like because I look at this machine and I go and it goes insert your card and I'm like, oh, God, there's no place to insert it. So he has to show me how to use the machine. So I'm already feeling like a grandma. Like, I don't know how to deal with these technological gadgets, right? I don't know how to do that. So and then and then he shows me how to use it. And then. Mr. Backcracker comes back to make my coffee. And, but he hasn't finished making the latte that came before me. That's to stay there, right? So, and I notice he's put it, he's somehow managed to draw a little heart in the foam. Mm. And I don't know why that would be, but he did. Well, Valentine's was not that long ago. Yeah, but it was long enough ago to not, and, and I don't want a heart, you know. So, and, and then he starts banging it on the counter, the coffee cup. And I'm like, I guess they have to do that for some reason to get the bubbles out. But he does it so many times that I'm like, surely it's done. Mm. Okay. It's done. So, and then he makes my coffee and they don't put the lids on. Yeah. You have to put the lid on yourself and I can't find a lid. Right, so all the so I'm putting a lid on this. T- Wait, I thought they by default they put the lids on. Is no, this- be- because they let you put your milk and your whatever in. Right, right. If you mm. want that, you can customize your yeah. beverage. So right. and then you have to choose a lid from like 38 different sizes of lid, and I, so all of a sudden I turn into Goldilocks of the coffee lid world Mm. so this one's too big that one's and you know when you feel kind of stupid like this one's obviously too small but you got to put it on anyway and i'm like oh god now i'm feeling stupid again so and i'm like you know what i'm never coming here again because i feel old and i feel stupid okay the guys behind the counter you know they were fine but i I feel old and stupid so i'm like i can't find a lid i can't use the machine and uh, you know i don't want you banging the coffee on the counter and so yeah i'm thinking you know what i can't be dealing with this independent thing right i can't Mm. deal with it and then i took a sip of the coffee Mm. yeah that might have changed my mind. Oh, so despite the hipster service, yeah. Despite the discomfort levels, yeah. Despite being felt to be, shall we say, you know, not at the forefront of technological innovation, yeah. their product is really, really yeah. good. Yeah. So you and know, how was the the panel chocolat? It was nice. It was really nice. So, right. and the you know, I was getting the coffee to take away, but I had to sit for a while because they have to bang the coffee so many times. You you know, it takes forever. So, I'm just all of this is adding up. Mm. And then you take a sip of the coffee and you're like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is good stuff here. Is it better than the corporate corporate Oh god yeah by a mile Oh right so Oh god yeah Oh so this isn't just a little bit better it's significantly better It's significantly better but the problem I have then is there's not enough of it Right So as you can see since we started recording we mm. went out to get this coffee way before we started recording today yes. yeah, yeah and I've still a work in progress yeah, yeah I've still got it going on Yeah yeah cuz it's huge mm. You know, when I go to work, I get myself a large black in the morning. There's been times when I've got to like 4.30 and I still haven't finished it. I, You know, it's ice cold, but that doesn't bother me. Mm. Okay. Whereas this one, it's like it's nice 
And it was gone in like five minutes. Right. So then I was like, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my morning? Do they do other sizes that are comparable uh, to? That, no, that was all. No. Right. Because, you know, they, they wouldn't be so undignified. Because, yeah, this is undignified, this huge cup of coffee. It is. I You know, that's mm. I can see that. It's That just doesn't mean that I don't want it that big. So urban barristers go there. You know, it's a nice atmosphere if you don't mind sitting on a wooden bench, mm. uh, you know, within a centimeter of your fellow coffee drinkers. And, and if you don't mind having your coffee be gone in five minutes, which is just a shame because if it tastes that good, you want it to last longer. Oh, goodness, there's always a fly uh, in the ointment. Yeah, Dookie, it's conundrum. There's always there's been a lot of flies. There's been a lot of ointment uh, mentioned this particular Dookie radio show. But, you know, I'd recommend them. The coffee was amazing. Yeah, Urban Barristers right next to Wapping Station and the Dookie radio show all live around the area. So keep your eye out. Indeed, yes. You may even see us there complaining about the comfort levels and the size of the gorgeous and delicious beverages they produce. Yeah, I'll be the one with the fat ass. Well, that is indeed your lot. I canine believe it's New Year's already. Incidentally, a play on words about the fact that it's the year of the dog. And if we hear some tipping and tapping in the background, that is Molly the Sprolly, the Dookie Radio Show dog. We've covered Nazi weddings and awkward rhymes as well as urban baristas. It's been a fun-filled episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. My name is Dookie and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to uh, go and fetch some gumbo while watching Dumbo and to try to not have my head checked by a jumbo jet. Thanks for listening. Oh, I think I need to pop my weasel now as well. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle, that's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Click on your mouse to our Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find, it will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dookie Radio Show The Dookie Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. Dukey Radio Show.